0: Nazir Daf We're continuing our exploration of Mishrat, which we saw according to Rabanan uh, from from the uh, soaking. We uh, Mishrat. We learned that Tam um, Kiikar. Very very important principle in the, all the laws of kashrut and pots and pans, that uh, taste of a prohibition is itself also prohibited. Whereas Rabbi Akiva learned from that pasuk, Mishrat, <clears> that if you combine the combination principle le taref le if you have uh, some wine that's uh, soaked in bread, bread rather soaked in wine, and uh, as half a kezayit of each, but there's a little bit more wine than bread, Uh, then we combine it to a kezayit, uh for uh, liability of lashes. Good. Now we have uh, some clarifications. Amalerav Ashedrafkana Ella had Mikola shed yeah uh, se ase gefana yayin Limed al Isure naze hen mister Finn Zaimzeh. Let it be akiva hashtaiesh lomarhete mister Refli isur, Isur the Isura mi baya. A question based on this Badaita that learned from the Pasuk, mikola sheryaseh, from anything that is uh, made from the vines, are all prohibited. What do we learn from this phrase? Uh, That the prohibition, the various prohibitions to a Nazir, that regarding wine and grapes, join together one one to each other. In other words, if one has a half of a kezayit of grapes, and half of a kezayit of raisins, they join together, um, uh, so to make one full kezayit. Now, according to the Biakiva, the If you already taught us from the word mishrat that permitted and prohibited join together to make uh, a shiur, so that bread and wine half of a shiord of each will join together, then all the more so something prohibited and prohibited will join together. So what we don't need this mikol ha so Akiva, why does that, how can you explain this baraita? I mean Akiva I can argue on a baraita, but he starts to explain that phrase in the pasuk. So be Akiva, why would you need that pasuk? Uh, This question was asked by Rav Hashet, Rav Kana. So Rav Kana answers on behalf of Rabbi Akiva that, uh, no, they apply in different uh, circumstances. When it's permitted and forbidden substances that join together, one is only liable if you eat them in one shot. Like bread soaked with wine, and you eat the whole thing together. Um, but if you had some bread, and then stop, and then some wine, and then stop, they're not going to join together in your, in your stomach. Whereas, if I have some uh, half a shiord of grapes, and I swallow them. And then I have some, a half a shiur of raisins, as long as it's within, within the same sitting. They do join together to make a full shiur, even if it's one after the other. And that's why Rabbi Akiva needs this pasuk as well. Good. Now, for There's another opinion of Rabbi Akiva, that's Rebi Shimon, rather that who does not have the opinion of combi- the combination rule. He in fact doesn't need the combination rule because Rebi Shimon thinks that um, one, is liab- one is liable. One is liable for any amount of uh, of uh, wine, uh, wine or 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 uh, grape derivatives. Um, You only need a shi'ur, according to him, for uh, prohibitions that would require a a, a korban chatat. But in this case, there's no korban chatat anyway. It's just simply lashes if a Nazir has wine. And so therefore, Rabbi Shimon says uh, any any amount, even one raisin, even a part of a raisin um, would be, a person would be liable. So you don't need the combination principle. Uh, so what are they going to do with this pasuk? Mikol that tells us that raisins and, and uh, grapes or anything, you know, grapes and wine combine with each other. Amar la chahumi and le'olam nazir ad mikulan. He learned something else from that mikolashed that when if a person becomes in when they're becoming a nazir and they take the vow if they say something like i'll be a nazir but only for wine not for cutting hair right or only for cutting hair he only says only for one or two of the three prohibitions and not all of them so what happens when he does that everyone agrees that you can't be a partial nazir you can't be a nazir only for mit, but not for cutting hair um, but the question is, if you say a statement like that, I'm going to be a Nazir for, um, uh, for the prohibition of wine, but not the others. So what happens? Um, according to Rabbanan, who's not cited here, uh, we saw this earlier in the Masechet, according to Rabbanan, he is a full Nazir. Once you, take, once you say that I'm a Nazir, even if you only specify one, you're a full Nazir and prohibited in all of them. Rabbi Shimon, however, said, no, you're not a Nazir at all. If you didn't take on all of them, then it's zero. And he learns that from this pasuk, only if you take upon yourself all of the obligations and you're a Nazir, if you say, I'll be a Nazir except for uh, drinking wine, then you're not a Nazir at all. And so he has something uh, very important to do with that pasuk, and that explains it to be Shima'an. Incidentally, this opinion of Rabbi Shimon that there's no, there's no Shi'ur is very interesting because if we look in the Dead Sea Scroll Halakha, sectarian Halakha, they don't have Shi'urim. They don't have this whole concept of you have to have a minimum amount in order to be liable. Um, according to them, right? the Peshat of the Torah, the Torah says, don't eat you know, nevela. Don't. it doesn't say uh, how much you can eat, don't have wine, don't have any wine. Um, at all, and so um uh, whereas in uh, according to Rabbinic Halakha, is actually quite a leniency um, because as long as you do keep it under that thresh- threshold while still prohibited, um, one is not liable, and so that uh, um, leaves a lot of um, a lot of room open for for people who just make a little mistake, um, that they would not have to bring a korban or be liable for or whatever the liability is. So interestingly, you hear Reb Shimon is a minority opinion, but it is a minority opinion that does reflect um, the a similar halakha that we find in uh, the Dead Sea documents. Okay, uh, back to the Gemara. Amar Abhu, Amar el Azar. Kol en misref Share Amrat Torah, Mishrat. Okay, now we have an opinion of Rabbi El Azar, who says something similar to um, uh, what Rabbi Yohanan said above. Um, Rabbi al Azar says, Anytime you have a shiur of Rivi'it in the Torah, we're about to show all the places that have a law of Rivi'it. So we'll get to know all of them. Um, many time, anytime the Torah uh, assumes a Rivi'it, again, the Torah doesn't mention Rivi'it, we're talking about the oral law uh when uh t- when the oral law teaches that a certain prohibition um has a threshold of divi eat we do not say the the combination rule right you have to have a divi eat of only that prohibited item if you someone eats a um you know a, a, a ham sandwich and there there's less than a kazite of ham you don't say you combine the ham with the uh with the bread to make a to make a, a shiur. No, if there's less than a kizait just of him, then you're, uh, there's no uh, there's no liability of punishment. Okay, so that's true regarding everything else except for Devei and the Nazir. It's Devei and only in the Revi'it that we say that the combi- we, we apply the combination principle. Because after all, it says the word mishrat. Okay, remember earlier that was also the opinion of Rabbi who learns from the word mishrat the combination principle regarding nazir. So we ask, myika ben Rabbi Rabbi They seem to they seem to be saying the same thing. What's the difference between them? Um, you know, if they're the same, they one could have quoted the other. Ika ben Rabbi Yochanan, uh, there is a difference that Rabbi Yochanan will include even food items. For example, if someone has um, half a half a of uh, of grapes, or I'll say fifty one percent at least of grapes, and forty nine percent of a kezayit of bread, those combine. So you can combine, use the combination principle for liquids and for solids. Whereas Rabbi would only apply the combinations uh, um, uh, rule for liquids but not for solids, which has some logic, right? Liquids, you mix them together, they're all mixed up. Solids don't mix uh, quite as well. You, you can't really mix up uh, bread and, and grapes. And so that's why Rabbi el um says, no, no, only only uh, only liquids. And uh, Rabbi Hanan applies the combination principle also to solids. Amar Rabbi el Azar. Uh, so now that we mention Revi'it, the law of Revi'it in Nazir, compared it to all other prohibitions in the Torah, so Rebbe Elazar says there are 10 applications of Revi'it, um throughout Halacha, right? There are 10 places. That you'll see that if you eat is the amount that is required either for liability or required in order to fulfill a certain obligation. Now, if you want to remember them, we have a good mnemonic of uh, Bayraf Kahana um, that there are five red ones and five white ones. Five red ones meaning red liquids uh, like uh, blood and wine, and there are five white ones uh, which include um, oil and water. Um, that are white liquids. Hamesh sumakta nazir pesach umetu. Now let's uh, to memorize the five um, red ones. Just memorize this phrase: a nazir and someone making korban pesach who taught a law in the mikdash and died. Okay, that phrase doesn't have to make sense, but it's a good mnemonic because you get you can see a little picture. Right, kind of um, uh, um, uh, try to imagine a Nazir and someone making Korban Pesach and they're teaching, uh, they're teaching some halachot in the Bet of and suddenly they die. So it's an easy picture to memorize. And if you memorize that picture and this phrase, each word of this phrase refers to one of the five. Um, so this is really fascinating because we can see some of the mnemonic devices, the, mem- the memorization tricks that the rabbis use to memorize Torah Sheba'al Peh. And they are uh, very similar to memory strategies that ancient Greeks used and even modern uh, memory, professional memorizers uh, use. Right? You picture a scene in a certain place and uh, that reminds you of all the details of um, a list or a speech or whatever you're trying to memorize. Okay, Nazir, Revi'it, yain the Nazir. Nazir is when we just said um, that oh, the um, amount to be liable for a Nazir is Revi'it. Now, actually, we saw that this was the Mishnah Rishonah, the original law was Revi'it, and Rabbi Akiva is the one that taught that. No, it's not Revi'it, but rather. It's a kezayit. Okay, so this one actually is subject to machloket, um, but per- perhaps this is representing the mishnah Rishona. This is important to remember because we're going to say in a few minutes that this list are only unanimous items and is not listing things that are uh, subject to machloket, even though this one actually is subject to machloket. So that's the question you can look at Tosafot for an answer. Alright, so that's number one. Second, On Pesach, you have the four kosot. Each one of the kosot has to be big enough that it holds a rivit. Good. we have to do that now. There's a law that someone a, who is drunk is not allowed to issue a halachic ruling. How, how drunk is drunk, right? Just like for driving, right? They show you all those that, that amount of how much wine and how, how much wine you can have, how much beer you can have, right? So if you eat of wine, that's it. You're not fit to uh, drink and uh, posek halacha chayav one is not allowed to enter the mikdash while drunk we learn that from nadav and avihu and someone who does is chayav mitah so how much how much is too much if you have just a little bit just a little sip of wine which was going kind of to come into to have wine with uh, with a meal that's okay but if you eat or more uh, then and one enters beta mikdash one is liable Okay. okay. Umetu met lo yavo. Okay, is regarding uh, uh, tent impurity. Um, if you have a corpse uh, uh, that's in, in under a roof or in a building, then tuma spreads throughout that building or everywhere under the roof. Now, not only if it's a full corpse, even if it's part, well, how little, um, so a certain amount of bones. What about blood? Yes, even blood, but as long as it's a rivi'it of blood, then that's be oil. Not only if it's from one person, even if it's some blood from person A and some, pers- some blood from another person who died, Um, that causes uh, tent impurity how do we know this we learn it actually from the law of the kohen gadol the kohen gadol cannot become tame lamet for anyone not even for a close relative not even for a father or mother and that pasuk says i'll call nafshot met nafshot is in plural and so we, we learn from that plural that even um, uh, nefesh, nefesh refers to blood, the life force of a person. And so the plural here says that even if it's the, uh, this blood comes from two people, then also lo yavo, the kohen gadol is referring to, uh, would have to keep away from it. Um, but it's not doesn't only apply to kohen gadol, the, the Shah applies to tent impurity in general uh, is, uh, does apply to blood and a the blood, even if it's from two sources. Okay, that's the five um, laws um, that from red, uh, red liquids. Now, here's the five applications of a rivi'it shiur in white liquids. Ve'chamesh halat nazir, Another fun mnemonic. You have the, uh, the, uh, the loaf of a nazir and a mesorah that became disqualified on Shabbat. Okay, good. So again, you can picture that scene, you can make a painting of it, and that way you can remember the following five words, and each of the five words will tell you what it's referring to. So, halat, levi and and lahala. This refers to a korban todah uh, that comes with 40 loaves. 30 of them are um, are matzah, tenor hametz. Of the matzah, 10 of them are, are deep-fried. The ones that are deep-fried get a quarter log of oil. Also, the other 20 that are not deep-fried and also not hametz, also together, those 20, get a uh, get a divit. So that's the application of divit for the halot of a korban todah. Also, a nazir who brings uh, his korbanot has to also bring some offerings, and with them, a revi'it of shemen, that's for a nazir. Mesorah has to bring a revi'it of water, uh, the blood of one of the birds gets uh, um, uh, poured into this uh, cup of water and uh, is used to sprinkle. selu uh, ditnan, So there's a mishnah that um, if you have other uh, liquids, they make some. They 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 join together to make um, a person tameh if he drinks them regarding teruma. In other words, if you have uh, some water and so, that's tame, tameh, some oil that's tameh, whatever any liquids, and you they join together to make up a divrei. And a kohen drinks it. That's a derabanan level of tuma and cannot have uh, cannot eat the, uh, the derabanan level of tuma that prevents him from eating teruma. Okay. There you go. And the last one, Bishabbat itnan. On Shabbat, there's a minimum amount for which one would be liable if he carries uh, a different, a different items. So for every item, it's the minimum amount that's uh, basically useful. So regarding liquids, the minimum amount is that if eat. And that's true not only for uh, regular liquids, but also for liquids that one uh, throws away, uh, like wastewater use it to uh, wash the floor and uh, then you carry it so the minimum amount is so there you go now we have 10 items that all have these uh the uh that all revolve uh involve a eat okay now we ask about this list of ten for leka that's it But there are actually more. And then we're going to propose um, a few more um, laws that also require a vi'it. Vahika, mervit not lin le yadaim. Lechad va filu lishnaim, and Mishnah in Masechet yadaim teaches that. If you have just a Revi'it of water, you could use it for Netilat da'im, not just for one person, but even for two people. In other words, if you have a pour, someone's pouring from a vessel that has a Revi'it, and then two people uh, put their hands under the stream, right, one after the other, uh, one Revi'it can suffice for two people. Um, uh, so the, how come you don't include that? And the answer is, la not everybody agrees with that. There's a machloket in that halacha. And some say that, no, you can only use a revi'it for one person's netilat yadaim. And so we're only listing items that are agreed to by everyone. Okay, next challenge. We're talking about the sota that you need, uh, you have to bring water that you're going to use to mix in the ink. And that the sota will drink and the kohenso would bring in a uh earthenware uh, a platter a bowl like uh, something that looks like this and i uh, put um half a log of water in it from the kiyot in the betta mikdash that's half a log but a biudah says a rivi'it so there you go here's another law that requires a rivi'it according to the biudah and again the same answer we're not including in the list of ten items anything that is controversial. These are all non-controversial. So that's why we didn't include that. Okay, Vahika. Now you already know what the answer is going to be, right? Um, but we're bringing it anyway. Um but I think this is the, the Talmud's way of listing, hey, what's, what what are other places that we can think of that have a reviit? We already know why it's not going to be in the Braita. Okay, in this case, Kama noten Zakai, Omer, Uh So this is talking about... um uh, yeah, uh, um, if you have urine, you're not allowed to pray in front of uh, uh, in front of urine. It does. It's not. Uh, it's not respectful. So now, if you have to dilute the urine in order to make it uh, okay to pray in front of it, how much water do you have to put? One opinion says, any amount, even a little bit, is fine. Whereas Rabbi Zakai says, you have to put at least a revi'it of water to nullify the urine. Um, so that's a revi'it. Why don't you put that one in? And the answer, again, is we're not dealing, this is controversial. We're only listing unanimous things. And lastly, mahi banan. what about a mikveh? We know, when we think of mikveh, we think 40 se'ah. But actually, according to one opinion, uh, um, an older opinion: uh, A mikveh forty seah is only for a human being, because that's about the amount that a human being can fit into. But if it's a small item, then you don't need a uh, you don't need a, a forty seah. And if you have a very small item, like a needle that you have got became tameh and you have to uh, um, dip into the mikveh, you could use it if you eat of rainwater, right? Just uh, you know, go outside when it's raining. You can gather a if you eat and. Um, uh and uh and and dip it in or even just a little bit of snow would work for that right and so if you have a little bit a Revi'it is enough so don't have here's another law regarding nevi'it says no that one the rabbis nullified that law right that law is completely nullified the halakha now is that you need a a forty seah of water, even if you want to, whether it's a, whether you, whether a a, a big person is going to mikveh or a little needle or vessel is going to mikveh, forty seah is the minimum amount for everything. All right, now... Okay, so that, that uh, completes the discussion of Revi'it. And now we're going to go back to analyze some of the phrases from the Mishnah. It says, We saw that there was a Machlok at Rabia Kiva said the minimum amount for a Nazir to be liable is to have wine or grapes, Keza'it. Whereas the Mishnah Rishonah said it was a Revi'it. That's how we got into this whole thing in the first place. Um, okay, Tanakama, Lamedame Lehon, the cold nazir li'shtiya. Listia, Verbia Kiva, Kivan dikti, vanavim, lachim, lo loyochel, machila kezait, af cold Isurin kezait. Oh, so now we're getting some clarification. That Mishnadi Shona. Um, that said, uh, that said, uh, that was for liquids. Um, but they do not say that all isurim are the same as liquids. In fact, if it was solid grapes or raisins that are solids, then the, the shiur is Kezayit. That's the general rule. Anything, most prohibitions that are liquid, revi'it. Most prohibitions that are solid, uh, and so that's the same thing here. Also, when that Mishnah Shona said said um, Reviit, they were talking about liquids only. Whereas Rabbi Akiva, this is his since it says Va'anavim lachim vibe beShim lo yochal, it says a Vav and lists all the things right regarding wine and old wine and new wine and vinegar, and then and then it says and everything, and then it says and also grapes. So by putting the grapes in the list together with everything else. Uh we 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 learn that it's the same shi'ur for all of them, and just like for eating is a Kezayit, so to the liquids also is a Kezayit, even though Kezayit is usually a dry measure. We are when it comes to nazir, the Be'a Kiva applies it also to liquids. Good. Now Mishnah teaches also one is liable um for each type of grain product by itself. You don't have to have all of them. Um, and this paraita now is going to teach that one can be liable multiple times by eating or drinking each type of prohibited grape uh, product. So when it says and and lachim fresh grapes and raisins, you cannot eat. Why does well, it have to list each item to teach you that you'd be liable to lashes if you had grapes? A kezait of grapes, and then you have a kezait of raisins. You get two sets of lashes. Um, ta dan the cholidi surosh ba torah ma kanchu min echad v'hen sheneshemot chayab vechayab alze b'fnas mo vealze b'fnas mo afkols shu min echad v'hen sheneshemot chayab alze b'fnas mo And this is going to be going to be a prototype for other prohibitions in the Torah, just as here, since they're they're one type. One source, raisins and grapes, are the same thing, but they have two different names. Um, and uh, because they have two different names, so one is liable for the raisins by themselves and for the grapes, another set of lashes, so too other prohibitions that are one of one type, they're one source, but they're called different names, one would also be liable for this and that. Okay, what would be an application of this rule? Well, Nazir itself, letuyech hamrach adata be' to include both new wine, we call that grape juice, and grapes. Um, And so, uh, even though they both come from the same place, nevertheless, if one has uh, grape juice and uh, enough of a shiur, and grapes, enough of a shiur, then one would be liable separately for each of them. Okay. Further discussion on how many uh, uh, liabilities can one Nazir have by having all different, just great products. So we're going to see it's quite a, quite a lot. Amada baye achal charsan loke she'tayim achal zag loke she'tayim achal charsan ve'zag. Lokesha Losh. Abaye has a chidush now, that if someone has charsan, okay, we're going to follow the biose for good reason, as we're going to see at the end of this stuff, um, that this is the seeds. If you know, someone has seeds, they get, um, they get two lashes just for seeds. And if someone has the grape skin, also, two sets of lashes, just for that one. Um, and if he has charsan and zag, gets three sets of lashes. So where is he getting the extra one? It comes from the kelal. If you remember in the pasuk, it says, kol asher ye'aseh migefen So he's counting that as a separate... Uh, liability so if you have if you have skin and seeds then you're liable to three that's one Hassanim another set of lashes zag another set of lashes okay that is the of Abaye. However, Ravat disagrees. Rav eno loke elahat alav Says no. If you have seeds, then you don't violate. Also, kol uh, asher that's a kilah. That's just a generality. That's the general prohibition. It's giving you examples. If you have that, you violate uh, the basic law. If you, you eat that particular item, you also violate the general law. And so you not you shouldn't you don't get individual. Lashes for um, uh, for uh, various items included in the in the general prohibition, right? And so the general prohibition is counted as the equal, uh, the same as the detail. All right, Mativ Rav Papa. Rav Papa is going to challenge Abaye. Rabbi Nazish Yain Hayom Rabbi uh, Eliezer says that if a Nazir is drinking wine all day long, he's continuously drinking in, in one long drinking session. So that's considered one set of lashes. However, if there are people there saying, No, don't drink, even a warning, don't drink, right? Don't drink. And each time he drinks anyway. So because each warning separates the act from the next, and then he's going to be liable to every act of drinking that comes between each of those warnings. Now, let's say someone um, eats um, fresh grapes and raisins and uh, seeds and skin, and he also squeezes a, bunch, a cluster of grapes and has some grape juice and drinks it, he gets five sets of lashes. Um, okay, all this is a breita that Rav Papa quoted. Now, what do you see from the end of it? According to you, Abaye, who because you do, you count the generality as yet another liability. So, since he violated these five different items, okay, got it right, and the breita goes out of its way to count them. They are five. And so it doesn't just say um, that he gets, li- he gets lashes over each and every one. If it just said that, then you could have said, yeah, each and every one, and plus the general. But no, it says five, and there are five different items that he ate. So according to you, it should have said he gets, he gets six sets of lashes. So you see, this is a problem for you, Abayev. Abbas says I have an answer. Um The Baraita is not a comprehensive list. It's like etc. Right? You're liable to uh, these five, and plus you'd be liable actually to more. Now we have a general rule: if you're going to say that the list is incomplete, that is giving you, you know, A, B, C, D, E, etc. Well, you only write etc. if there are at least two more items that it could have brought, and now it wants to be abbreviate. But you wouldn't use etc. when you have only one more item, right? Instead of writing etc., just write the one more item. And so we have to ask, my shi'er, the high Well, if you want to say that it's not a full list, complete list, what else besides the mikola sheriase is left out? And the answer is, she lo yachel devaro. This is the general prohibition that anytime someone makes a vow, he cannot profane his word. He has to make sure to fulfill the vow. And then this person, by eating all these things, not only is he profaning the, in the, the, the particular Nazir law, but also it's a type of vow. That he is lo- that he is violating. Uh, so we then, but we reject this. ki lo Says no. If it's for that, that's not called something that is left out because this we're only listing things that are that are not in another context. But lo that's in nedarim. That's a separate law altogether, right? What if it's Yom Kippur and he also violates Yom Kippur? No, we're talking about things that are not mentioned elsewhere, but rather prohibitions that are particular to Nazir, right? And how many of those he would be liable to lashes for. So that that doesn't count as something extra. We need something else to be extra if you want to say it's not comprehensive. So, (laughs) So, Oh, there is something else. There's another prohibition of the parts that are in between. When the pasuk says, from pits to grape skins, where we, there's a derasha that includes also that part that's in between. This might refer to the pulp uh, that's in the, in the middle, or maybe some uh, uh, small grapes that are between other grapes. Okay, whatever that means. So it will be also, uh, that's also another item that could have been added to the list. And is not is not here since it's missed, since it doesn't have that one, and it also doesn't have mikol sheriase. So Abaya says, "Oh, I, I'm I'm good. I can reconcile my opinion with this baraita." So now, uh, so uh, Abaya answered Rapa'pa's challenge. So now we go back to Rapa'pa. Rapa'pa, didn't you know that it's missing two items here? Why'd you ask in the first place? Ella mara Tanyami de Hamesh. Rapapa says actually the original b'rayta does not say the number five. Rapapa added that in himself. The b'rayta gave examples, right? If he eats these five things, he would be liable to all of them, right? For each and every one. But it doesn't say five. And so really the b'rayta itself is much easier to explain according to Abaye. And Rapapa is um, in fact, added the count of five. Uh, maybe he did so kind of not knowingly, uh, just like uh, make it easier to, oh, that's five items, right? Not six. But really, the essence of his question was from the fact that it says five and doesn't say six. So we ask about a papa. Wait, how could you do that? papa raised the objection. Based on the fact that the Baraita says five, right? And, um, and now, if it does, didn't say five in the original text of the Baraita, why did Brapapa ask the question to begin with, right? What is Rapapa doing? He took a Baraita that actually knows no question from this Brita. he added the count of five, and then asked a challenge to, fr- from it. So, this is very strange that Rapapa would, be, would do this. Ah uh, so amara papa ana savre lav gemarahi bide vadarbe, velayadana digmarahi marahi bide Vela Hadarbe. so the papa explains um i uh, i thought he Papa was actually testing um out uh, abaye So said says i thought that this was not a tradition that abaye had um and since he, uh, I, I thought that Abaye was uh, created this, uh, uh, made up this law. I mean, he can, you know, it's based on Sevara, right? He says it makes sense to me that this should be the law. So because the Papa thought that Abaye had created this law based on Sevara and not based on tradition, I thought that if I challenge him with a tradition, then he'll back off and change his mind. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't realize that Abaye actually has a tradition, that this should be the law that you violate one extra set uh, for the klal, and that's why Abaye did not change his mind. Okay, this is absolutely fascinating, right? A uh, methodology to see how the Amoraim worked and how they challenged each other. We learned a lot of things from this. Uh, one thing we learned is that Abaye and other Amoraim also, sometimes when they say a halacha, sometimes it's based on their tradition, even if we don't have that Braita ourselves don't have the language of it, but it's based on a tradition that they are teaching, sometimes they are sevara and they say, by applying the way I understand the, the principles, this is what the halakha should be. Okay, that's important by itself. Now, um, uh, secondly, that uh, Rav Papa would uh, make an artificial baraita. I mean, it's based on a, an actual baraita, but he just he added a word, added a count there. I mean, it's not such a substantive difference by it by itself, but then he makes a deuke from that. So the fact that Papa would do that knowingly, as a challenge, so apparently the Papa did not agree with Abayez's uh, uh, law and his logic. And if it was just logic, then the Papa is saying that doesn't make sense. And so the Papa, well, one thing you could do is you can ask him: Did you create that out of Sevara? or is that based on a tradition? Right? And uh, other times in the Talmud, someone will ask someone else: Right? Um, is that sevara? If it's a sevara, I, I, I then I disagree. If you have a tradition, right? Then okay. Then uh, what can I do? I'll have to agree with it. Um, so sometimes it's asked explicitly. Now, Papa was not asking explicitly. He was asking in a roundabout way. Maybe you can get, um, get to the truth better um, if you ask in a roundabout way. So how is he asking in a roundabout way? By uh, modifying the barayta, um and, uh, and, and presenting it to Abaye. So if Abaye was only based on logic and he was confronted with, with this uh, baraita, then he would have backed off because the braytah seems to say, that's it, only five. And you say, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that braytah, thank you for telling me, I take, I take it back. Uh, but instead, Abaye interprets the braytah and uses the sh- Tanah Now, Tanah is a difficult way of explaining a braytah. It's not really the Peshat, right? Well, you can squeeze it in to say, oh, he was leaving out two things, but it really, if it was really said five, it sounds like that would be five and not six, and he wouldn't. Not he's saying five and leaving out one, um, so Abaye would only have the audacity uh, to um, explain a braita in a, in a in a difficult way if he himself had his a tradition. And so when the Papa saw that he's back, he's uh, pushing back and that he's, he's willing to give a difficult explanation for this but Aita, it must be that Abba himself does have a tradition behind him. And so um, this is the way that Papa was actually a next generation, is challenging and asking a question to his teacher. I imagine, I'm guessing, that either way that Papa would have told him after, oh, by the way, that five, I, uh, I added that word in because I was just testing you out to see right, how you would react. Okay, but this is absolutely fascinating. I don't know how often the, the, the rabbis did this to each other, but at least in this case... He's using a uh, modified baraita uh, to see if there were a b'rayta about this, how would you respond? And he can tell a lot about Abayya's opinion. Alright, we've got to remember the source and, uh, for, for a future methodology. And last section, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah Omer. Um, uh, Rabbi Az ben Azariah said that if you eat um, two kharsanim and one zag, and together they form a kezayit, Then only then is one liable, right? You have to have two khalsanim and one zag. And we saw about what, what is kharsanim and what is zag. If uh, you look at the targum into Aramaic, you see that they translate the kharsanim as pur sanin, and that means seeds. And they translate that, uh, as uh, zag as isurin, and that means skin. Um, and so we see that, who does that follow? It follows the opinion of Rebbe um, who said that charsanim means seeds, and zag, remember like the cowbell, right? Zug, as a cowbell is the outside, means the skin. Um, I, I, someone uh, uh, gave me a great insight today, Uh, that there's a good reason to to make one plural and one singular and that's because harsanim seeds a typical grape i just looked it up does have, on average, two seeds, sometimes one, but sometimes up to four. But most grapes, right, we're not familiar with this, that seeds that have great, uh, grapes that have seeds, because we're so used to seedless. But right in the olden days, once upon a time, when seeds, when grapes had seeds, they generally have multiple seeds. So Khalsani means the seeds, zag, singular. Every grape has one skin. So they're talking about, don't eat a grape, not from the seeds to the skin, right? And everything in between as the other Breita uh, taught. So it actually makes quite a, a more sense uh, than saying skins and one seed. Why would you have one seed and multiple skins? It makes a lot more sense to say um, multiple seeds and one skin, meaning the whole grape or any part of that one grape whether the seeds or the skin, and so we see that um, even though the Bi'oseh is a minority opinion, he has the backing of the Targum. Baruch Adonai d'olam. amen ve-amen.